Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. Hello, we're at the BATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click, and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America podcast. This is your host, Jeff Vance, but this is the cooking edition. My guest tonight is Zach New, and he's going to bring up, he's going to talk about his recipe. I have no idea what it is, so I'm going to be quite taken, but I'm going to be as, just as surprised as you guys are. So, Zach, take it away, brother. So, 
sitting in deer camp, having a mixed bag of just whatever you can imagine to just grab that you think would be good to eat at deer camp. It's always a horrible idea. <laughs> you just go to the grocery. It's like going grocery shopping while you're hungry. You just go through the cabinets. You grab crap. You throw it in the cooler. You're like, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, we can put that in there. We can do this. So we stumbled across a sausage, duck, and tenderloin mixed with bacon, cream of celery. Okay. All right. And... Idaho spuds, <laughs> boxed potatoes. <laughs> All right, I'm following you so, here. This is, sounds very intriguing. We took a Dutch oven and we built our fire, sat our Dutch oven. We put a little olive oil in the bottom of the Dutch oven and we put some bacon in the bottom of the Dutch oven. And we poured the, we okay. poured the cream of celery, two cans of cream of celery in the Dutch oven. Put a little cup, like a half a stick of stick butter that we brought for All right. toast and stuff. And then we put wood duck breast and then a sausage that you, I know a lot of people have never had. It's made right here in Alabama. It's called Koneka sausage. Uh, you need right. to order it. Go online, Koneka sausage, order it. It's uh, made here in Koneka County. It's some of the best sausage you'll ever eat in your life. Um, okay. Just take and cut it up in little one inch pieces, toss it in there mm -hmm. with the cream of celery. Then we took some deer deer tenderloin, put it in there with the wood duck breast, the Kaneka sausage, and then the deer tenderloin. And then we had bacon wrapped in the bottom of the Dutch oven with a little bit of olive oil. Then we took okay. a little bit of uh, del of just a small amount of like del seasoning and just kind of tenderizer more or less just for some flavor. Mm -hmm. Put it on there. Yeah. Closed the top, let it sit, let it cook, came back, put a bottle of water in it because it was kind of thick. Put a bottle of water in it and put the top back on it and let it cook for about 45 minutes. Okay. And you want to talk about some of the finest eating. It was a, we had a hot fire. So if you have a low fire, I would suggest cooking it more than 45 minutes. We had a very hot mm -hmm. fire. Um, but man, when we pulled that stuff out, you want to talk about some of the finest wild game you had eaten in your life. It was game changing. That is insane. So why did you guys go with wood duck out of all the ducks you can choose? That's just what we have a lot of down here. Okay. We shoot way more wood ducks than we, we shoot mallards. All right. Which makes sense because we're I'm just north of you down the, off, off the Mississippi Flyway, so I'm like it's fun when I go where I go where I go hunting at. You could just hear the the duck the the guns just go off like a barrage when the when the geese come in or the ducks come in because our duck season started September first and then and a, oh, a lot of migratory birds start at that point in time and they stop every fifteen days right. and we'll start up again. So right, we get a lot of wood duck down here. Um, we get a lot of wood duck, pintail, redhead, uh, canvasback. Hooded Maganzer, um, Bufflehead, mm -hmm. uh, Black Doug. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of uh, Gadwall. Uh, we have pretty good, we have a fair share of teal that come through. Mm -hmm. uh, teal season was actually, actually opened up uh, last week, so it'll run for like two weeks, and then it'll go out. So it opened up last week, I think it was. On the, I think it opened up September 11th was teal season. Um, but yeah, wood duck, it's an over, 
I think I want a lot of people talk bad about it. Wood ducks are just there's so many of them. They're just easy to kill. They're just it's just one of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, uh, plentiful, overabundant. They're overabundant. <laughs> so, yeah, they're overabundant down here. Like you, you'll see 500 wood ducks to one gadwall. Uh, just just droves of them. So that's why we use wood duck. They're just plentiful. So uh, they don't take about 15 minutes. You can have a six, seven man limit. Um, so we, that's what we mm-hmm. used them. So mm-hmm. we took some deer tenderloin, wood duck breast, connect a sausage and some bacon, a little bit of olive that oil. That sounds delicious. Cream man. of celery, two cans, Dutch oven. Boom. <laughs> Half stick of butter. Half stick of butter. It was just, it was, it was game changer. But it could have been because we had been, Two days on the road eating burgers. <laughs> yeah, two days eating burgers on the road, and then you finally get to cook something. You're just like, whoo, this is good. It's like going fishing for four or five days out in the Gulf of Mexico, and you get back, you get that first corn dog, and you're like, man, this corn dog is just off the chain. <laughs> That's awesome. Has, has Cody got to try this uh, this meal you put together? No, he didn't get to try it. Uh, he wasn't at deer camp that time. Uh, he's yet to he's yet to make deer camp with me here in Alabama. So maybe we can make that happen this year. That would be awesome. I I invited him to come and do fishing with us here a few weeks ago over at uh, uh, Lake Michigan and Kiwani because it's like I was looking for folks to fill it up, and it's like, well, he's probably only he's only there's only a handful of people that I know that could probably make this trip and still be and not have to be trying to str- str- uh, trying to get PTO, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's my thing. I, I'm not. I don't have any hunts planned this year because we've got a Disney trip planned for the end of February. So. I told my wife that we would take and use all my vacation time for Disney this year. So next year it's game over though. Oh, nice. I'm gonna be shooting for I'm shooting for Kansas next year. So gotta wait on that time. Yeah, yeah. I have a buddy of mine that's been making trips down there for the last few years and he's kinda of burnt out from going out to Kansas because it's like not like there isn't tag out there, it's just a lot of work driving back and forth. That's just from here from from Wisconsin down there, but it's just like time two kids and now he's is he took a promotion so it's a lot more time on the road so he has to really pick and choose his battles you know it's like 16 hours to where i would be hunting at yeah. from here i've got a friend out there's 20,000 acres between 20 different farms oh, beautiful so i've got about a thousand acres per farm i guess more or Excellent. less um so that's who i'd go out there and go hunting mm-hmm. with but it's not too far of a drive i'm i'm kind of a kind of a yeah. rambler yeah you are yeah <laughs> I drive everywhere I go. Well, make sure you you shoot me over that URL for the um, for the website for the Kinnick uh, County uh, sausage. So this way, then the guests, the listeners, will be able to find it and order it. Because Kinnick, there we go. That's it. C O N E C H U. Kinnick. Oh well. It's just like it sounds. <laughs> it's pretty easy to break down for us uh, us country folk. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Koneka sausage. You can order it straight from the factory, and they'll ship it to you on dry now, ice. Do they use just regular hogs, or do they, or do they get a wild hog to mix it in with the meat? I don't even know what they. I don't think you can't. I don't think you can sell wild hog meat. Um, so it's it's going to be 
farm oh, animals. Gotcha. I know uh, Texas has a program with wild hog meat where you can get where you if you trap a bunch from them and you drop them off, they give X amount of cents per pound for for a hog and such. So, but that's a whole state in itself when it comes down to that. I don't think we'll ever see hogs this far north because Missouri has been doing a fantastic job because they don't have a hunting season for them. They only allow uh, only allow the state to go after them and trap them and stuff like that. And they've been doing a pretty good job. I haven't heard them coming up through Iowa, Illinois yet. So, but it's just a matter of time. If they ever made it to Kansas or Nebraska or Iowa, it would be the end of the world for the Midwest. Oh, yeah, they'll destroy thousands and thousands of acres. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just where we're at on that river, uh, it's not uncommon for us to shoot 20 or 30 a year and that's nothing that's two percent of what we see exactly just there's just so daggum many and they reproduce so yes three months 30 days and it's just ridiculously fast yeah they can i think they can i think they can drop offspring like twice a year maybe three times a year usually about an average about three times if they depending on what time they they're they give birth the first time around we, yeah, it don't matter what time of the year it is either. You you'll see them with, I don't know. You'll see them with two pound pigs in the middle of the summer. You'll see them with two pound pigs in the dead of the winter. It's just monstrous what they can do to an ecosystem. So, anyways, thank you, Zach, for coming on and talking about this recipe. I think this is going to be a, a pretty decent, re- legit recipe right there. Now I just need to find myself some duck. Yeah, it shouldn't be hard. You're in a great spot for them. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like I the, the, there's a sheriff that lives a couple doors down from me here where I live, and he's got it. He's redoing his uh, duck boat right now. I want to jump on board with him because, like, I have like a, like almost 200 rounds of, of seven shot. And it's like, I need to, I need, I want to shoot these off, but it's like, I don't, there's not a whole lot of pheasants around here. So that's what I used to cut my teeth on. But now it's like, I don't, it's like, I don't have all the necessities to be able to go out on a boat and go, go shoot some. Right. You don't have to. You get on the bank and shoot one. You can shoot them off the bank. Yeah, that's a, that is a valid point. And then on top of it, too, it's like there's a lot of public land surrounding our banks, too. So it's like it's not – it's just getting to them. But it's it's hunting season. It's it's uh, bow season for me, so it's like I kind of change – it's like I primarily focus on that just to kind of take advantage of it before the uh, – oh, before the gun season starts because once the gun goes off, it's like it, things – the dynamic changes, obviously, but uh, it's just um, with, with balancing out with your day to day life, kids and stuff like that. You just kind of, I try to stick to one thing, and as time progresses, then try to spread it out. It's tough. It's tough balancing everything over. It's tough. I try to use my my few limited days of duck hunting or mornings, I should say, of duck hunting, as my. I need a break Mm -hmm. from shipping. I need a break from printing labels. I need a break from filling bottles of deer pee. I got to send out a thousand bottles this week. I'm going to shoot ducks in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Get about 15, 20 minutes of shooting out of me. And then I'm ready to go back to the house and get back to work. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Well, Zach, thank you for coming on the podcast here. Everybody go check out native sense, go buy his product. You're not going to regret it. Uh, So talk to you later, Zach. Hey, Jeff, it's been good, buddy.